These are Bora Voices. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 22, Weird Science. My name is Eleanor Smith and I'm your senior host for this year. Today we will be looking at our STEM department with some student interviews uh, with Isabel Early, our student STEM coordinator, as well as a prep period cold call with Mr. Tipping, one of our science teachers here at Bora. So sit back and relax and enjoy the episode all about weird science. Hi, welcome back to Bora Podcast number 22. This episode is about weird science. Today we'll be talking about what it's like to get sandified. I'm Parker. I'm Vincent. I'm Dylan. And welcome to the Bora Podcast. So I was on YouTube and I came across this YouTube video by a man named Mark Rober. He's pretty big. Uh, and what it was, it was a liquid sand hot tub, as he called it, and it was a fluidized airbed. And in the video, it's very interesting. So what he does is he basically explains how this works, and he goes really into depth about it. But if you, like, it's l literally liquid sand, and he just pushes it around, and it's this whole thing. And I thought, how hard would it be to make one of those, like, mm -hmm. on your own time? And I, I imagine it couldn't be that hard, like a couple hundred bucks, you go to Home Depot, you get a bin, and sand. I don't know, where, where do you get sand? Is it just any kind of sand? Can, I mean, uh, assumedly it would be any kind of sand. Like, he, kinetic sand? That kinetic sand, that'd be Oh cool. my god, yes, a kinetic sand fluidized airbed. Wait, that, so wait, what would it feel like, though? Would it feel like, would it hurt? Because you're putting your hand in like a basically a sand no bar. because sand is not even dense like its density is like all put together it's... okay albert einstein no <laughs> i i genuinely don't think it would hurt i think you just get sand like in your socks like in your, okay I don't know. would it be kind of like the mythbusters episode when they ran across that flange or whatever it was and then they fell yeah. down in it oh yeah or would yeah, they just yeah, start yeah. swimming in it oh man <laughs> I, yeah I mean, in later in the video, he invited his nephews over to play in it. And, like, it was it was weird because, it, so he had a basketball and it was just held up by the air and the sand, mm -hmm. and like you could spin it around and move it around, and like once it turned off, you were just stuck in place. And in my opinion, I genuinely think it wouldn't be that hard, but. What came to me is, could you use other materials to make something like this? Like wood chips? Ooh, wood no. Ch oh, no, ow. Ew. No. <laughs> no, I'm saying like... What would happen if you did that to like milk? Something as, <laughs> something as coarse as... Did you just say milk? Yeah. Hold on. Let's, let's rewind there. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just put milk in there instead and just watch the bubbles pop up. Uh, kind of like that soda ew, stream ew. thing ew. with the milk. And oh my god. Ew, stop. How do those soda stream machines work? You just pump ca carbon into it. and it, But where and it, does the carbon come from? They have carbon tanks in the yeah, back. Yeah, there's like carbon uh, CO2. How do you tanks. just harvest CO2? Do you, like, isn't CO2? I just breathe, you just breathe into it. Yeah. <gasps> no, there's someone in a factory somewhere going, <gasps> into all of these canisters. And, and you're like, and they, yep, no, that's good. And then they label some of them, old smoker breath. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Tuna for lunch. <laughs> So you were a part of the Boro Science Bowl. Okay, and what is the Science Bowl? So it's an academic competition where we have a tournament in February and a bunch of different Science Bowl teams go and they all compete and the top team goes to nationals. Okay, well, what do you take to compete? Or what does it take to compete in in the Science Bowl? Well, you basically just have to know things about science. Like, there are different specialties, so you don't have to be good at everything. But, like, if you, for example, can do calculations fast, which is definitely not my strong suit, or if you know a bunch of random science trivia, that helps. Or if you've just taken a lot of science classes, like, taking AP Bio definitely helped me a lot with Science Bowl, probably more than any other science class I've taken, <laughs> so. Um, so you guys, so you guys go and they ask you questions about science? Yeah, so there's a moderator and they read questions and you have a buzzer in when you, if you know it, you buzz in and you'll say the answer and yeah, then you get points and a bonus question and the rules are a lot more strict than Quiz Bowl, mm-hmm. which I like the rules for Quiz Bowl better, I think. But, yeah, you would think that Quiz Bowl and Science Bowl would be similar, just different subjects, but they're really not. They're organized by completely different organizations, and they have different rules and different tournament styles and different question formats. And cause, So yeah. how far did you get into Science Bowl, like? Did you get to the nationals or did you not? I've never been to nationals. Uh, I've been doing Science Bowl since seventh grade. I did it in seventh and eighth grade for TVMSC. When I was in seventh grade, our A team made it to nationals, but I wasn't on the A team. I didn't actually even make B team that year. I wasn't very good in seventh grade. And since doing it at Bora, when I was a sophomore, we got third. So that was pretty good. Last year we didn't make it as far, but this year I think we might have decent chances at making it into the top three or four, because we have a good team this year, I think. So what month does Science Bowl take place in? Um, well, uh, the competition is in late February, um, but we start practices earlier than that. This year we started practices earlier than we have the past few years because the Mr. Tipping is a science bowl coach and he also coaches soccer so he can't do after school practices until soccer season is over. But we started meeting during PLC time some Wednesdays. So we started like a couple months into school. Okay, and lastly, what interests you about science or the science bowl? I mean, I've... So I want to go into particle physics when I'm older, and um, I've been interested in particle physics and quantum physics for a really long time, and I think uh, part of the reason is that I'm just so amazed at how such abstract mathematical concepts and uh, physics laws can have such profound real-world effects, 
and I just it's just it's a beautiful field I love reading about it that's what I want to do with my life oh. hello mr. tipping hey mr. tipping you got a second to talk yeah, I do. All right. I'm Carlos DeLeon. This is the uh, prep period um, cold call. So, All right. Were you always a teacher? <laughs> no, not always been a teacher. I was a college soccer coach, and I was in, in printing for a little while. Uh, and then I was a teacher. So what do you teach exactly? Well, I teach uh, biology uh, for sophomores, AP biology for juniors and seniors, and AP research for typically juniors and seniors. All right. So were, were you always a science teacher, or did you start out researching or in the field? Well, no, did a little research in the summer as well I was teaching, but no, I was not a researcher in the beginning. No, I started off teaching as a seventh grade life science teacher and then got the job here at Bora in 2000, 1999, and kind of been a biology teacher ever since. Yeah. So, why did you become a teacher? What led you down this path? <laughs> that, uh, that's I don't really know why because in high school uh, I never really envisioned myself as being a teacher and in college I never really envisioned that but I ended up doing a lot of coaching and I enjoyed working with kids and it seemed like a natural progression hmm. yeah so how exactly did you get started in science? Was it always like a hobby or did, was it something that you discovered in like college? Well, uh, I'm a big fan of fish. So I did a lot of fishing growing up, spent a lot of time in the ocean. Um, but really, when I got to college, I didn't really want to do a lot of reading and writing. Uh, and I thought maybe science would get me out of that. But I was uh, very mistaken <laughs> because there is as much reading and writing in science as, the, as in any other discipline. So it was all good in the end. So, are there any ways that your students, or, any, uh, or anybody else's students for that matter, can get involved in science outside of the classroom? Well, there's a lot of ways to get involved. You can volunteer. There's always there's always volunteer, particularly here in Boise, where some some plants can be um, put in the the foothills to reintroduce some rabbit brush and some sagebrush and some bitter brush. But I think one of the funnest things is a, is an app called iNaturalist on your phone, and and what you can do is take a picture of any organism that you see, plant, animal, fungus, and you can post it on the iNaturalist website and. And, and then somebody who knows more about this stuff will recognize it, give you the scientific name for the organism. And then it'd be cataloged into that region. So it's just kind of a, a growing um, growing kind of process of, of cataloging organisms in particular areas. So, so iNaturalist is a way to, to learn things about the world around you, uh, but also to add to the, to the data for that particular area. So it's kind of a good thing. And this is the free app that you can get on your phone? Yes. That's, that's amazing. It is kind of cool. So, do you have um, a favorite unit for any class? Is there anything that you really like teaching? Well, g genetics is always a good topic to use because everybody's a little curious about their physical traits and things that they can pass down and how that is all uh, linked together. So I would say genetics usually captivates kids the most in terms of trying to define how traits are inherited and how they can be passed off. So always kind of interesting. Are you involved in the school anyway outside of teaching? 
Yeah, I coach the girls' soccer team. I am the mentor for the science bowl uh, team, the quiz bowl, science quiz bowl team. Uh, I'm involved with AVID site uh, team and then also on the web scholar committee. So uh, I've got a few things going on and the department chair for the science department. Seems like a bit more than a few things you seem to be putting involved. There's always something going on. I can only imagine. So, I had a room that you played professional soccer once. Yes, for for one year in a pre-MLS uh, American Professional Soccer League. So, did not get paid a ton of money, but it was a full-time gig, and it was fun to do and pretty interesting kind of traveling around and playing games in different places. But it was only for a year, and, and didn't it kind of kept you before the below the poverty line, so I moved on to other stuff. Uh, what position did you play? I was a goalkeeper. Mm. Studying, or were you kind of a backup? Well, it ended up being about 50%. The backup, 50% starting, just depended upon the game and how mm. things went. Well, thank you for talking. And all, all right. Is that it? Yes. Thank you for allowing me to take some of your time. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. All right. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to episode 22 of the Bora Pridecast. This is our weird science episode, and we hope you like it. Uh, future episodes coming up here, we're February, of course, uh, we got Love Shack, uh, where we hear some uh, classic tales of love and some uh, sort of off-kilter, uh, sideways stories of love as well. Uh, further down the road, we're looking at uh, episodes in Ambition, and uh, we also have a whole herd of new field reporters that we'll be sending out uh, into the community and to different parts of the high school to talk to people uh, about all sorts of things. So uh, we have a great year coming up, and we hope you continue to listen, and we will see you next time. i